The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What is up, light bombs and truth speakers? Welcome back. You are listening to The Know, where it's not about knowing everything, but it's about coming to know ourselves, right? That deep sense of inner knowing, light, purpose that we all yearn for. I'm your hostess, Nikki Spo, and I am excited to bring on today's guest, Sherry Platt. Before we get started, if you are loving these conversations, I just want to remind you to subscribe to the show, whichever platform you're listening on. And if you feel called to leave me a five-star rating and a review, hello, that would mean the world to me. Okay, so today's guest, Sherry Platt, is a career counselor and recruiter with over 20 years of experience advising everyone from professional executives and trades professionals to recent college graduates, midlife and wisdom years career changers, as well as back to work moms and dads on how to clarify the work that they want and discover jobs or entrepreneurial paths that are deeply satisfying. To help her clients make career decisions for themselves, Sherry combines her years of recruiting and career experience and draws from therapeutic foundations based on Buddhism and Western psychology, Kabbalism, and shamanic traditions to create the STEPS career system. Sherry's mission in life is to help people be at peace with themselves and happy in their work because happier, more satisfied people are the ones who can truly make a positive impact in our world. So today she is going to help us get clear on her steps career system so we can all step into a space where we are doing what we love and making that money, honey, doing it. Let's go. Sherry, welcome to the know where it's not about knowing everything, but rather getting to know ourselves. And I feel like you are helping people do exactly that with your steps career system and the work that you're doing to help people live happier, more satisfied lives where they're making an impact. So thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to get our conversation started today. 
Me too. Let's go. Yeah. So, okay. You let's talk about this quote that you mentioned to me. Um, you are a divine elephant with amnesia trying to live in an ant hole. Sweetheart. Oh, sweetheart. You are God in drag. Did you love that? I don't get it. I want to understand it. <laughs> it means that we forget who we are. Oh, right. right? It's just that we are God and drag. I mean, each of us is divinity. Each of us is, you know, what we seek outside of ourselves, but we are, we're in drag. We forget it. We forget we're, you know, we're in costume. The body is a, is a costume. It's an organic form that we take on when we come in. I'm going to be very spiritual with you because that's how I, I come. That. That's me. That's, yes. Yeah. That's so um, it's, you know, we take shape and form, but we're still spirit. And so I love that quote because it's, we forget who we are. Um, I have forgotten who I was over time. And that's like basically why this whole podcast even came to be, right? It was like coming home to ourselves. Like I started to come home to myself. I started to come into a sense of deep inner knowing within myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like women, especially, but people in general, like really crave that feeling, you know, and I think that a lot of us are searching for connectedness, even if we don't realize that we are like, even the people who like might not believe in God. I think that like, as a rule, we're searching for connectedness, whether that's in other people, whether that's through our work, whether that's through our other relationships or whatever, or a relationship with your higher power. I think that that's something that we're all yearning for. Well, I always say that the only thing that the steps career system teaches is how to, it's like, I just get to meet introduce you to yourself. That's it. And, you know, when I started in this industry, like 20 something years ago, I was highly trained in the Myers-Briggs. I was highly trained in the strong interest inventory. And the more I gave it, the more irrelevant I realized it was because, um, well, here's the deal. These tests test habituated thinking, right? So we come into this life where these innocent little fresh brains and we start to interpret our world from the child's perspective. This is also basic development that we learn in you know graduate school and uh, around uh, psychological development. And so we formulate these beliefs, belief systems and, and those belief systems are, are created really between the ages, mostly between zero and 13. And so our belief, the way we're trying to make sense of the world actually doesn't just form a belief system it forms neural pathways in your brain. So that's why when people say, well, just get over it or, you know, just change your thinking. It, it doesn't really quite work that way. It's not that. It, there are very simple methods in which you can start to change your neurology. It's really not hard. But first, we have to be aware of the fact that we're actually having habit, I call them hots in the system, habits of thought that you're actually, most of the time when we wake up in the morning, we do this, right? We put on the same glasses and they have the same belief systems and we just go around and we keep replicating the same experiences over and over again. And, and sort of, I've seen many coaches like, come on, just snap out of it. And it doesn't work that way because there has to be a consciousness around the fact that you have these early created habits of thought, neural pathways that actually have to be disrupted before you can actually start to think and feel differently. Like I'd be very curious as to what happened to you that you woke up, right? That you had this like almost like the Shaktipat, this Kundalini experience where you gained clarity. But to maintain that clarity, which you clearly are, you you have to shift your thinking and the shift and the shift in thinking has to be conscious. You have to be aware of it. And then you have to take 
right? It has to be very intentional. So before I start working with any client, the very first thing we do is an exploration of the hots. What are your ancestral belief systems about work? What is, what, how did your father think about work? How did your mother think about work? What did, you know, what did your parents, uh, what, what systems they, did they bring in? Did your parents talk negatively about work? Did they talk positively about work? Um, we also look at the role that trauma plays, right? Because trauma creates even deeper neural pathways than just regular life neural pathways. Those tests are testing your habits of thought unless you had, you've done some of your work and you can take a test like that. So my Myers-Briggs changed from an ENFJ to an INFP. So the more, which is not supposed to happen. So the more awake you become, the more aware of your belief systems you become the different but most people don't do that they just take the test they use the test which were never designed for career clarity by the way but people are using them for career clarity for career clarity i mean it's an interesting conversation to have with somebody but again i think it's an irrelevant conversation if you don't first go into the test with a hyper you know with a sense of awareness about the questions and who you really are and how are you answering from habit or are you answering from your soul it's so funny because when i've taken those tests it's it's hard for me i think that as a child like since i was a child i had a, a really heightened sense of awareness of like who i am and like how the world is programming me to be um and that there's a disconnect between the two and those answering questions to those tests is really hard for me because I'm like, well, it all depends. Like, <laughs> like there's, there are so many factors that contribute to this one answer. Like, how can I even answer this one question? Like, I sure I could give you a gut punch of like my conditioning, but like there are so many variables that goes in go into answering one question that I, it's like hard for me to take the test. That that's because you are an expansive, ever evolving human being who shouldn't be put into a box. And what happens is the, those tests tend to put people back into the boxes yeah. they're trying to leave. Right. So the, the career counseling methodology I created is really just introducing people to themselves. And I can always say that I say 90% of the people who come to me say, I have no idea what I want to do. And what I say to them is by session three, you you'll remember. I, and I used to think I had to tell people because that's what they were paying me to do. And now what I'm doing is helping people to remember because um, the question that I realized over time is they actually do know what they want to do. Yeah. Why aren't they doing it? That's the interesting question, right? Right. right. So they don't, most of the time, don't do it out of fear. Mm -hmm. uh, they're afraid to do it from an economical standpoint. They're often afraid that they will lose people that they love or who love them or who they say, you know, conditionally love them. Mm. Um, sometimes they really come from a place of just not legitimately knowing, but have a sense. And so I feel like my job is just to clear the pathway mm -hmm. and to really challenge their thoughts and their belief systems. And then to gradually pull out the answer that, I mean, it almost always happens. It's like, well, what I really want to do is this, but I'm like, whoa, <laughs> there it is. Wait, don't go to butt yet. Let's hang out with it for a second yeah. and let's explore. And I think one of the most heartbreaking reasons for me that I see people not move forward is because this is this was a quote. It was, let's see if I can get it right. Um, a client said, if I do the thing I love, I won't love doing it anymore. Why? I get this a lot, right? Because it becomes work then. 
Oh, so then we have to address like our concept of work. That's where it goes back to like what are our, ancest our ancestral beliefs about work, right? That's where that comes into play. Like, well, why is work a bad thing? Like, let's sit with that for a minute. Why do we feel work is yeah. bad, right? Uh, I mean, there, there are many reasons. I could do a whole podcast on just that. But the yeah. summary is that the Judeo-Christian faith and, you know, um, uh, put a lot of, uh, and poverty, you know, a lot of our, a lot of the people who come here from, it come to the States are from trauma. They're coming, yes. you know, the, the Irish left potato fan, the Jews left the Holocaust, the African-Americans dealing with slavery. So all of this stuff is, is in their system. And so there's this, this overlapping belief that you actually have to suffer to make money. And oh, until we can, gosh. I'm just having a moment because like, you know, I've heard that for so long. Like everything is about sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. Everything is about sacrifice. And I'm thinking like, no, that's a, I remember scratching my head thinking like, no, that's not what my life is supposed to be like. And that's not to say Sherry that like there, there aren't moments of sacrifice in our life periodically and whatever. But like, I don't think that that's what my life's mission is to be, is to be a martyr to, to my life. I don't, I don't personally believe that. And it took a long time for me to even step outside of that and address, well, how, how am I going to stand in my own power and feel confident, like leaving that system? Because, you know, when you talk about these neurological pathways, like that, that the, the shame and the fear and the judgment that all was so comfortable for me for so long that like, I was scared to leave it. I was like, oh no, I want the fear and the judgment and the pain and the suffering and the sacrifice. I want all of that because it feels comfortable this new other happiness, this happiness is very scary and unpredictable. And I can't, I can't predict what's going to happen. Therefore it is not safe to be in that space. I'd rather be miserable, but know what I'm going to get. I think a lot of us settle with what we know and we're comfortable with, even if we don't like it because yeah. going into something new is so scary. And what if? Yeah. And yet here's the really interesting thing. If you know it's time to shift, like, so it goes back to what we were saying before. We are ever evolving, changing, growing human beings. If you want to know the purpose of life, that was it. Here's the purpose of life. You came back into physical form to grow, to have experiences painful and pleasurable and in between so that your soul can expand. It's the only reason why you came back. Earth is a very challenging place. Our lessons here are hard but we intentionally and consciously chose to come back here to have those lessons because the only way that you can grow, I mean, even I'll go as wild as I want the, in, in the, in the, in the soul world, you know, manifestation is instantaneous. There's no real pain. It's all connected. Everything feels good, but even that doesn't promote growth. Mm. So that's why souls come back into organic bodies to collaborate with the earth and have this experience that is designed to be challenging. It's how we address the challenge. It's how we meet it. There is never anything that creates security for us that is outside of us. Amen to that. Right? Anytime you take a job for security, you have lost your security. Yes. I completely right? believe you in that. Anytime we, and this goes in relate, we could be taking out the word work and replacing it with relationship. Whatever. Anytime you hand over your power to something or someone else, you've lost it. So when people come to me and say, well, I want a job that's secure. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. You know, because companies are ever evolving, changing entities. Mm -hmm, right. They can't, they can't promise you a job for life. That's ridiculous. And so, um, 
it's it, it used to be that they said that, but then we could also go over all the stories about people who are you know two years to retirement and suddenly the company fires them, right? We could go through all of that as well. But the point is, is that it's um, our relationship with work is very sick right now. And what I really want to help people do is to alter their consciousness around work and see that work is actually our medicine. Awesome. That work is healing, and we heal through our work. When you mentioned that my podcast is like medicine for me, right? I really truly believe that. Like I'm like, I want to help people, right? Like that was a like the the seed of what I want to do. What do I want to do? I want to connect with people. I want to help people. I want to communicate. I want to talk about these life experiences. And it's funny, and I've mentioned this a lot. There's like a meme out there floating around on Instagram. It's like, girl, you don't need a podcast. You need a therapist. I'm like, well, yeah, got one of those. <laughs> I do have one of those, but by having these really awakened conversations with individuals. Not only do I feel like I'm helping some somebody else, but I'm helping myself. And it happened to me just last night, Sherry. Like I was, you know, stuck in this like tornado vortex in my brain about something I was upset about. And a girlfriend called me and she's like, I'm having a horrible night. Can I come over and let's talk? And you know what? That get, got me outside of myself and able to like take what I was going through, put it aside and help somebody else go through their own experience. And that's really what this is all about. In some capacity, I'm getting outside of me and getting into like whoever's listening, whether that's one person or 5,000 people, right? And you're getting to do that in your work on one-on-one. He used an expression, I just want to help people. So every woman I work with tells me that. Yeah. Right. So I actually take that out of the conversation. I want to help myself. Uh, I think that you've already said what you're really doing, which is that you are forming connections that create awareness. Mm, mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. And in so doing, you are helping people. Sure. I mean, we always want to bring it back into center. How is this my medicine? How is this my medicine? When you know, when you heal, there's a saying in the spirit world that when you heal yourself, you heal seven generations behind and seven generations ahead. I believe that. So I want to help people is great. We are women. We are, we have oxytocin running through our system. So our natural inclination is to bond and to collaborate and to help. That's, you know, it's, it's when we breastfeed, it's even enhanced, right? Because right. oxytocin is off the chart. But so we're, we're genetically designed to birth, to create to collaborate. That is who we are as women. So women say, I just want to help, but I really want to empower women to recognize that it's how you want to help. Mm -hmm. That's important, not that you want to help. I mean, it's, and that could look like for somebody else is like expression through art, expression through design, expression through cooking, making ice cream. Whatever it is. Right. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If you are health, like, I think I ran some numbers. There's like, like 135 I think more than that, like million, million people employed in the United States. And then I broke down the numbers. Don't even ask me how I got there, but I, but I did some math, which i really suck at normally, but it's, and it, it came out that there's approximately 92 million people who don't like their jobs. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> 92 million energetic beings, right. you know, going against the flow. Ah, uh, going against the flow sucks. <laughs> right? So they're exhausted and yes. they're angry and they're bitter and they don't know how to get out and they feel trapped. Do you know what that does? Like to all of us, right? To, to you, to me, having that energy circulating um, is not healthy. <laughs> so 
And yet, if we go back, it's this cultural belief. Like, like when people say, I want to retire, why would you, do you want to retire, Nikki? No. No, I don't want to retire. Why would I retire for God's sakes? <laughs> if I'm doing work that makes me happy and makes me feel good, why would I stop it? Well, I think it's also very like old school, like thought process of what we were taught to believe about work, right? Like I look at my, my dad who's amazing and he loved his career as a firefighter, but like he retired, right? Like that's what he did. He's and and I think he's happy in retirement. He found, he has found things that he loves to do with his spare time, you know, and he's, he's very happy doing that. But it, it, it is to me a very old school thing, especially also the way that we stay in careers, right? Like the way that our parents and grandparents, like of my generation, my parents and grandparents, you picked a career and you stayed in that career and that's what you did. And until you retired and that was that like people, a lot of women, my age, especially mothers and the newer generation, like kids coming out of college, like they don't know what they want to do just yet, you know? And there's like, there's like the ability to change and like redirect and say, okay, that didn't work out for me. And I don't really like doing that. So I want to try something different. And there's a lot more grace, I think now um, around that. So there is what's called a career development model, growth model, right? And so the career development model is, is that career development begins around 14. 14 is when ego identity has become more solid, okay? And so between the ages, so ego identity is solid, which means that teenagers usually are beginning to get a a true sense of who they are separate from their parents and identifying with their social group. So career development pretty uh, pretty much starts around there. We'll talk about what can stop that from happening. And then between the ages of 14 and 30 should only be exploration, So expecting our children to know what they're going to do when they hit college age is ridiculous, especially since the brain does not fully formed until the age of uh, 26, 27 for women and 28, 29 for, for men. So the frontal lobal cortex hasn't even fully formed and we're expecting them to make lifelong decisions, which actually inhibit the growth of the, of the cortex, the front frontal lobe. So you really want to, uh, allow, like, I don't think every kid should go to college. And I think what's going to be happening with our economy, it'll become even more relevant. Um, and uh, if they want to go because it serves them mm-hmm. and their their brains to form and to have a sense of independence and living on their own, go for it. But um, not everybody has to end up in the corporate world, <laughs> for sure. Right. And so, Um, so that's the career development model. Now, what happens though, Nikki is called life. And so, um, lots of things can disrupt that growth, that 14 to 14 to 30. One of the things, big things is trauma. Now I can sit across from a woman and listen to how she talks about work and know within the first 15 minutes, whether or not she has been sexually abused. And unfortunately I am correct almost all the time. And if it's not sexual abuse, it's some significant trauma. And it's usually unhealed sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So if, if people have done their work or the other thing is that because there's such a divide in our culture between work and personal, people mm-hmm. often heal their trauma in their personal lives, but do not take it into their professional lives because professional life doesn't matter. Only personal life does. But I can literally hear when they, I know when they've been sexually abused and I'm not using my psychic abilities. I'm listening to them talk. This conversation is so good, but before we keep going, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sana Skin Studio. 
The best way for me to describe sauna is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, sauna's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at sauna has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at sauna when booking via saunaskinstudio.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Sherry, I really do believe that work is healing, and I really want that to be like this main takeaway for for all of the people listening to this is that it really can be healing and it it just it, i think it really takes like you're saying like the awakeness right so like what is what is the what's the common thread between you know a person coming out of the closet or getting sober or you know healing from xyz trauma it's like really coming to a self awakening right it's coming home to yourself always Right. It's living in a way, you know, the word authenticity is becoming so like overused and whatever, but it's a real thing. It's like coming home to your true self and that deep sense of inner knowing so that you can step into to whatever path is going to take you there to whether it's help people through whatever medium. So we women are being called upon, really being demanded. We have got to step up. I know. We have got to stop playing small. Yeah. We have got to stop this um, uh, domestication that has happened with our thinking and our belief system. And really, I see this as a way to peel away the layers. If we don't step forward, not such good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I live not only in a, I have a very strong circle of highly successful women who are also psychics and trans mediums. We all see it. We need women to wake up. Like, and it's like, but the world is, is like, it's truly true. What you're saying, the world is demanding that we wake up. It's forcing us to wake up. Like this is the great awakening. Like it's the great depression, whatever. This is the great awakening. And I really do believe that for women across the board. It like, it gives me chills because I just, I've seen it, Sherry. And I don't, I, my sphere is not global, but I've seen it in my community. Just women waking the F up to who they are. We have to. I mean, the earth is demanding it, right? And if and it has to be us. I mean, there are lots of men who are connecting to their their feminine energy, and it's very powerful. I have two sons. I don't know if they're doing that, but <laughs> they're pretty bright and they're very awake and aware. And I think a lot of this generation is. Yeah. Thank God. Right. Right. But it has to. Like we have. We have got to let go of the trauma and not even let it go. I'm not sure we ever let go of trauma, but we have to heal it. And then we have to use it as the launching point. Yeah. It has to be like, okay, like it's when your wound becomes your warrior. I was living in the box and I had to open the lid and opening the lid was so scary, Sherry. Like it was just so scary. And, you know, and. Like now that I think I li- I'm living outside of my own personal box, like it's still scary and it's still hard. And there's still like stuff that, excuse me, stuff that comes up that I'm like, how am I going to deal with this? And like the neurological pathways that like want me to react in the, in an old pattern type of way that I have to really, really sit with. And the reason why, like I always share these personal anecdotes is because I know for a fact that like by sharing these things, 
Mm. Like I have the ability to awake that feeling because the experiences look differently, but the feelings are really the same. Yeah, Nikki, you need to be held. You know, you need, we need each other. (laughs) You know, it's the reason why children are so terrified of, of not following the rules is because they're sincerely afraid that if they don't follow the rules, they will be left out in the cold to die. Right. Right. So this is a, this is us, this is our animal side. And so Mm -hmm. we will do anything, say anything, act in any way that we can to stay safe. Mm -hmm. So to come out of this box is a big freaking deal. Yeah. You know, power to, but what's, but I do think it's very powerful when you step out of the box and you've got other women, honestly, who are like, I got you, Nikki. Come on. Come here. That's hand. the thing. The community. The part of the, part of this whole thing is like the community. Like we need the other women to be like, yes, like I got your back. Yes, you better step out of your box. Yes, I got you. I'm gonna hold you when shit hits the fan outside of the box, and I'm gonna hear be here cheering you on when you're killing the game outside of the box. And learning how to do it in a non-judgmental, accepting way. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the nature of a woman is to be collaborative. The right. nature of a woman is to extend the hands. It's It's been the domestication and mostly the of, of extreme male domestication that has caused us to pull back. I didn't get here to my position without the entry point. You know, so, like, what, so what was your entry point? I can't, my, my entry point, I think was my start with dancing, you know, like that was like my entry point to like the ethereal of my life. That's beautiful. It was the entry point to creation, like, and not knowing, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to make a career out of dancing or a career out of art or a career out of any of those things that I were, I was pursuing, but like taking all of those, um, experiences in my life and trying to create a space in the way like you are very similarly, like where I can use all of my life experiences and the things that I really, really love to do and, have that be the conduit, like the, whatever, whatever is like, however I transmit my energy into a world that I, in which I can help people through my craft or what it, what it is that I'm passionate about. Like, but I do think that there has to be an entry point for people. For, so for, it would be a disservice to so many people if you were to take away the, the word work or career, because they don't, they're coming to you looking for something that they think that they know that they're looking for. And you're here to say, actually, like, let's take this a little bit deeper. <laughs> well, it's a very, you know, the, the process I co-created was um, uh, refined when I ran a career center at the business, business graduate school in California. So I, so I took the same methodology, but I started using with MBAs and accountants and finance people. And so, you know, I think that it's a, it's just very simple. Ask yourself these six questions. Now, you know, what is the experience you want to have? So I was going to say to you, when you dance, do you still dance? On occasion. So when you do dance or when you did dance, what was the experience you had? High, high, high as a kite. Like it was just uh, magic. What does that mean? Oh my gosh. Connection, connection to, to source. Right. Cause I understand source. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me that you're not dancing now. Also we use labels, right? We, so we put our energy and we put them into these little containers called jobs and then we give it a label. And so you call it dancing, right? And you mm-hmm. put it into this little container. But the truth is, is that if I were to take it out of the container and do this, we'd probably see that it has to do with you being kinesthetic, 
you being um, using your body, being somatic. Um, like we would actually begin to see it in its larger context. And then we'd open up the playing field for you and you'd see all these different things that you could actually do that would give you the experience you want to have. And for you, because there are people who come in who are more kinesthetically focused, it's probably through the body. The con- removing yourself from the container called a job. In Gaelic, the word, I, rem- I, I hope this is true. I remember reading this, that job in Gaelic is gop, which means mouthful. <laughs> I mean, it's just designed to be small so that you can go, you know, feed yourself and that's pretty much it. But we think that jobs are going to hold us and and jobs break apart all the time. So your your dancing has a much larger process, has a much bigger, bigger energy. Right. So that yoga um, running, you know, I mean, we could probably have a whole session on this, but that's the experience you that's that experience is what you want to replicate in your work as well. And if, and if being ecstatic and connected is important to you, not it's not important to everybody, but if that's the experience you want to have, that has to be in there. Then we look at parameters. So what are the practicalities of your life? Well, you have children too. Mm-hmm. I have three children. How old? Three. Yeah. How old? Six, six months old, three years and five years. Okay. So that's a big parameter right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so it may be that you can only give like an hour a week dedicated to something that's work oriented or three, whatever. I don't, you know, it's just, that will change as they grow up, grow older. (laughs) You will get more of your life back over time. And then, and then we look at the skills inventory. Now, this is a fascinating exercise because I could not think of anything more mundane than a skills inventory. (laughs) I, I went ahead and picked, I looked at card sorts created by an associate, which was solid, but didn't have enough uh, career options. There's tests online that everybody asks me about. Those skills tests test for soft skills, not for hard skills. So soft skills are anything that we're born with, mm-hmm. like a good personality, the able to multitask, etc. cetera. Uh, hard skills are anything that you've learned or can teach. And none of the skills inventories look at that. Right. So I created a very simple process called a skills inventory that makes people cry all the time. Why? It is heartbreaking because people, and I don't care if I'm sitting across from a doctor, a lawyer, a plumber, a full-time mom, people don't believe that they have worth. And then we look at things people do that are are also unpaid. Like if you are, like, I don't know if you get paid for the podcast. It doesn't really matter, but you, you've, this is a skill. <laughs> so even if you don't get paid running a podcast, if you are an avid gardener, and you understand plants, and that's a skill. That's a hard skill because you can teach it. You've learned. Here's why this is so important. The world of work is changing. The gig economy is exploding, and it has been for the past five to ten years. Freelance. The the world of work, as we currently kind of sort of know it, will disappear. And you're going to have to be able to speak about yourself from a functional skill base. You have to be able to articulate not the job title, but the skills that you offer to people. I want people to relate from their functional skills. I want you to go to a party when people say, what do you do? For you to say, I introduce to the world new ideas and concepts and processes that help them to grow. So those are uh, basic, whatever, to like, like really 
tactical ways to go about this. But I think what your message is, is like so much deeper than, than it's, it's just not surface level. Like it's just not, it's not superficial. And I think people come for a superficial, superficial like answer because by nature, we want to find the solution and find it fast. You know, we want to stop our pain, right? We want to make it stop. Right. I want this pain. I don't, you don't, I don't fantasize about alcohol anymore. Like I don't crave, thank God. I don't crave like having a glass of wine or a beer or whatever. I crave making my pain stop though. Right. And I had to find like other healthier solutions to making the pain stop. And it's usually a longer route. Right. But the thing about taking the long route is the long route is usually a shortcut. Right. Then because the shortcut, the shortcut actually puts you behind in so many other different ways that That's it turns great. out that the long route actually is your shortcut. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. And, and everybody has a unique way of articulating something in a way that other people can hear. So that's really important. And that's why it's so important that we show up, right? So the, the mechanism, and by the way, the other piece after the skills inventory is what are you in service of? Right. So it's it's the why of your work. And I did a video last week. It kind of just came out of my mouth that work without meaning is meaningless. Wow. I have so we have to have a bigger picture, even if it's like I mean, I I prefer women not say I want to help other people, but it could be I want to awaken people to themselves. I want to I want to introduce people to themselves. I want to I came up with this new one at this weekend. I was at um, I am a midwife midwife for Ascension. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That's what I do. I mean, that is the bigger picture of what I do. The The vibration of the planet is changing so rapidly and so intensely that it's disrupting. It's disruptive. And people who can, people who understand it can ride the wave and go with it. Mm-hmm. You, leaving behind alcoholism, doing your search, connecting to yourself. This is you riding the wave of the ascension. Um, people who look to powerful, mean people for validation are having difficulty with the Ascension and you are creating a format where Ascension can happen. You're holding a space where really bright people are coming in. You're asking them important questions. You're sharing it with your podcast community and people are, even if it's just a tiny little seed. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're part of it. You're riding the wave. You got clean. You got rid of the fog in your head. You got, you know, you, it's really remarkable, Nikki. You're remarkable. I use my sobriety a lot in this, in my conversations and my sobriety can look like something completely different for somebody else, but it's a similar thing, right? It's like, come back to this and we've been coming back to it over and over again. And I don't care how many times we have to say it, but it's the coming home to yourself. So you helping people find that and like discover that is major because a lot of people need a lot of help with that. It's not easy work. Well, no one taught us. Right. right. (laughs) You're like a, you're, what is it? Like not, you're like a cavalier in this. Like you are the person who, the pioneer who's like, just like going after this and, and figuring it out so that you can be of service to others and help them like find this really beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know, we only look at, we only look at what's your next best step. I mean, I find that when people come to me and it's like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? It's like, Oh, let's take a step back. (laughs) That's a lot to put on yourself. How about we just think about what's your next step going to be because you don't take a step and it may not feel right. Yeah. Or you may take a step and go, 
oh, I didn't know this was a possibility. And then you step in further. So we're just looking at your next best. That's why it's called the steps. Here are the six steps to your next best step. That's it. That's all we're looking for. What are the six steps then, Sherry? So it's, what is the experience? So I said to him, Elijah, what is the experience you want to have? How do you want new, how do new toys make you feel? Mm. What is the experience you have around new toys? Right. Then the second thing is the parameters. Mommy can't is a single parent at the time and I can't afford to buy you everything you see at Target. So here's the here are the parameters. Right. I can afford five dollars or we're going to put it on a shopping list for when you're ready. But here's the parameters. So in, in adult life, it's how do you want things to feel? Nikki might want to feel like she is in connection with source. Yep. Right. What are the parameters? Well, the parameters are I have three young children at home. I have limited time, but I can give it two hours a week. That's a parameter. Do you need money? If so, how much? That's a parameter. Next thing is the skills. So Nikki, of all the skills you've acquired over your lifetime, what are the skills, the hard skills of those skills? What are the ones that you actually love using? Right. And then, and what is that in a functional job title search? And then there's a benchmarking process, which is okay. So this is where you are now. This is where you want to go. Let's say, Nikki, you decided that you want to go back to dance. Mm-hmm. So we look at the skills you've acquired. We look at the gap. Where a gap analysis, right? You know, yeah. Simple MBA conversation, right? What is the gap analysis? How, what do you need to do to fill the gap? Right. Do you want to do that? And then how do you get there, right? And then the the next piece is. Um, what are you in service of? What is your why of work? Those are the basic questions. The, there's two other additional, which is um, what are the themes in your life, which is a very simple exercise that's extremely eye-opening because even though it may look like you have vast differences, we'll use you, right? I love to dance. I love to, um, I love good food. I don't just got that hit. I don't know if that's true <laughs> for you. Um, I love good food. I love to be athletic. Um, I like to travel. And so you list 21 things, right? And by the way, I encourage people to use their imagination. Like I've always wanted to be a mermaid or I secretly want to be an astronaut or, you know, Sherry wants to be a rock and roll store star. So (laughs) all that goes on the list and it looks like they're completely separate from each other, but they always, they're not, they always cross over. And those themes need to be in your work. This is amazing. But like, even like I I wrote this down, right. For myself, Right. And I'm like, I need help. I need help. Okay. So like, yeah. right. Like I could sit here and listen to these six questions or these six, you know, guidelines that you've presented, which are incredible, but I need help. I'm like, yeah. I so really that's why I, that's and, where I'm in. So where can, where can people find you, Sherry? Yeah. So you go to the steps, career Steps, career Now there are two ways that you can use me. So I basically, so basically what I do when I'm working with clients is we have these conversations. I send them homework, mm-hmm. work on the homework. We come back, we work on it together. They get the next step. They go, they work on it, they come back. So these are very easy things for me to say, experience themes, blah, blah, blah. But there's actually a process that you have to go through to come up with the true answers, right? And not these habituated answers. Right. So, um, so I took the six steps, I recorded them. I put them into a format. So now people can go to the Steps Career Academy and they can do it themselves. They can take themselves through a step-by-step process for $99. I was charging $175 and grossly under market, I might add. <laughs> but I, but I, had a, I felt bad about raising my rates because these are people who are looking for work. 
And people don't usually feel very generous when they're looking for work. They're scared. So I wanted to make it as affordable as possible. So everything is in the academy now. You can do it yourself. And because people still need help on Thursdays between three and four Eastern Standard Time, I meet with the students. I go over the questions. We talk about their challenge. And most of the questions are around the, the skills inventory. And I knew there would be. Yeah. So it's good. We all gather together and we talk about the skills inventory and I help them with it. And they and they the response has been very positive. So I feel very good that it's been able to transition into these video. Now, some people want more personal attention. Yeah. And then in that respect, they can get private coaching or counseling with me. I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word coaching sometimes because I'm not a coach, I'm a counselor. So, but it feels more like coaching sometimes because it's very directed. Yeah. And yeah. when I work with people privately, they get eight sessions, it's $2,500. But we can work on their schedule, on their timetable. They get attention, one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, I'm, I, if it's comfortable for them, we start off with an intuitive reading. I call them career voyant readings. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm able to look at people in multiple dimensions. If they don't want it, they don't have to have it. It comes through anyways. But, um, and they have, and we can address more issues in more personal terms, like trauma, mm -hmm. sexual abuse, anything that disrupted. The course of career development and by the way i refer out often because if you if it is untreated sexual trauma i am not the person to be working with it yeah. we're working with you um but that doesn't mean we can't work together while you're healing right it's just i want to make sure that people know that um i do not see myself an expert i can identify it and i can call it and and be a safe place to discuss what happened um I don't have any problem going into very dark places with people. Mm -hmm. It's a big part of what I do. So dark doesn't scare me. And yeah. so um, they're more likely, they're going to get that in the one-to-one -one sessions. Um, so we go through the same process plus a couple of extra. And then the next step to the Career Academy is going to be the job discovery program that will be out in May. And um, people will be for $25 a month while you're going through the job search process, you'll have access to videos on how to prepare for your interview with your recruiter, how to create a meditation practice and create a positive mindset for your job search, how to create a LinkedIn profile, how to like, you know, I mean, I always tell people if I'm going to break it down, I help people figure out what they want and then how to go get it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, for interview, how, how to figure out what they want and how to go get it. That's it. I mean, if we're going to dwindle it down, <laughs> that's it. What do you that's want? How do you go get it? That's it. So right. that's what the Academy does. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm so happy. Like it, it wound up being so much more than I even expected, which I'm sure happens with a lot of the clients that you bring on, right? They think that they can do something and they got a whole lot more. And that's how I feel today. I know that our listeners are going to feel the same. And I want to thank you for your time and your beautiful, beautiful energy, your optimism, your light. I mean, you are such a light. I can feel that. And it's been amazing to talk with you. And I hope that people people come come look for you because I feel like in this hour that we've been chatting like I've I've gotten something from you and and that's really beautiful so and thank you for being a light and for being a lighthouse and for being a beam in the darkness and for sharing your personal story and being vulnerable with so many people because that's what we need vulnerability is strength and when you share your vulnerability you share your strength as well so I want to thank you too thank you Sherry it's an honor to be in your presence This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio.
Be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The No. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The No. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The No with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm.